this morning, my message is entitled God's Waiting Room. God's Waiting Room. Is there anyone at the outset of 2021 who um, has found themselves still in God's waiting room? Maybe you are waiting for a promise to be fulfilled, a prayer to be answered. I know I am. Maybe you've found yourselves in God's waiting room. Maybe this morning there are parents who are waiting for their lost children to come back to God. We call them home in Jesus' name. Uh, Maybe um, you are lonely and you are waiting to find love. Maybe you are a worker and you are waiting for your promotion or a new job. Maybe you are sick here this morning and you are waiting to be healed. Maybe you are barren and you are waiting to become fruitful. Maybe you are anxious and you are waiting to find peace. Fearful and you are waiting to um, find courage this morning. You know, I'd say it's safe to say that probably in this room alone, there are many of us who find themselves waiting, waiting. And I uh, just really wanna encourage you this morning. And I I pray that this message is an encouragement to you. I love this morning, I think we sang a song, Don't Lose Hope. Lift your eyes this morning. I pray that you would lift your eyes to Jesus this morning. Because maybe some of you have waited longer than you've ever imagined you would have to wait. And the promise doesn't, hasn't just come. The dream seems as good as dead. You know, I often think that we can think, why? Why, God, do you turn up so late in our circumstances? When I thought, when we think that our planning and our timing and our priorities are just so... <laughs> And I just love that the Bible has amazing illustrations, powerful pictures of people who waited for God to fulfill their promises, uh, his promises to them. In fact, I think the entire narrative of the Israelite history seems to portray to me that God's promises often included a wait or a delay. So if you find yourselves in God's waiting room, if God is making you wait, I want you to know something this morning. You, my friend, are in good company. You are in good company because Abraham and Sarah They waited 25 years for the son that had been promised to them. Jacob waited for the love of his life, Rachel, for 14 years. Daniel had to wait an entire night in the lion's den. Now, you might not think that's long, but you try being surrounded by hungry lions. Help. Esther, she trained and waited for an entire year before she became queen and was able to help save her people. Moses waited for 40 years in the wilderness before he was ready to uh, be a part of delivering God's people. Joseph was thrown in a pit. He was taken into slavery, put in jail. He waited 14 years for the fulfillment of God's promise and became the right-hand guy to Pharaoh. You know, Mary and Martha, they waited They waited until death. Their brother Lazarus was in the tomb for four days until Jesus came and resurrected him to life. And from the Old Testament prophets to the new, you know, the Israelite people waited over 400 years for the fulfillment of the promised Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And this morning, I wanna pick up on that story. It's kind of like the prelude to Jesus coming. It's the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth and the birth of John the Baptist. You see, John was the one that the prophets told about, foretold, the one who would prepare the way for the coming king. He would herald, he would turn people's hearts back to God, that they would repent of their sin. And it's an amazing story. And if you haven't had your Bible read, today. I've got you covered because we're going to read a few verses together. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 verses 5 to 20 and you can follow on the screen or if you haven't downloaded our app, I highly recommend that you search on your platform, Elam Christian Centre, because you can save and store it. It's really great. 
Okay, verses five to 20, here we go. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old. One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week. And as was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. And while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. And Zechariah Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. you, You will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn hearts of the fathers to their children. He will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. And Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure that this will happen? I'm an old man now. And my wife is well along in years. And the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It is he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. I love this. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Amen. Father God. I just thank you for these moments that we can share together. Father, I thank you for the privilege of being able to meet in person. We don't take that for granted today. And Father, as your word goes forth, I pray that it would achieve what you want it to, Lord. You promise that your word doesn't go forth without, without uh, doesn't return to you void. And so God, I pray for those that are in your waiting room, that they would be propelled out of the disappointments of their delay and into a renewed perspective for your future, for the future that you have. Lift our eyes to you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I love that um, one of the preachers that I like to listen to is Pastor John Gray. And he says that the waiting room is the distance between your faith and the arrival. It's the distance between your prayer and the placement. The waiting room is the distance between your worship and the breakthrough. And I love that Luke is one of the, is the only um, writer of the Gospels that actually has a very full story, tells the full story of Zechariah and Elizabeth and, and the full story of the birth of John. And I love, that, I love the meanings of names. I don't know if you do too. They fascinate me, especially in the Bible. But Zechariah means God has remembered and Elizabeth means oath and covenant of God. And I just wanna say that God has not forgotten you this morning as he did not forget this amazing faithful couple. You know, childless aging, in those days was, uh, was painful and yet they remained true and faithful to God and they were well along, well along in their years. We don't know how old, but it tells us that God answered their prayer. And you know, this was a challenging wait, but we're gonna see this morning that their time in the waiting room was necessary for God to fulfill his plans and purposes. You know, there were thousands of priests in Jesus' day and no priest would ever offer incense more than once. This for Zechariah was a once in a lifetime opportunity. 
Man, that talks about perfect timing to me. You see, God was waiting for the right time to bless them. God was waiting for the right time. In Isaiah 30, 18, it says, for this reason, the Lord is still waiting to show his favor to you so he can show you his marvelous love. He waits to be gracious to you. He sits on the throne ready to show you mercy. For Yahweh is the Lord of justice. He's faithful to keep his promises. Overwhelmed with bliss are all who entwine their hearts in him, waiting for him to help them waiting for him to help them. And I've just got three thoughts this morning that have been really helpful to me. And so I really pray they're helpful to you, that if you find yourself in the waiting room in 2021, you need to know three things this morning. The first one is that God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. You know, sometimes I forget that God is actually outworking the entire plan of humanity, not just Amy DeVetta's. That actually, you know, I can be tempted to get frustrated when things don't, don't happen in, in what I think is, is good timing. But I have to remember, and maybe you would like to remember today, that God has a bigger plan, that he's got a bigger picture, that he is weaving a tapestry, and we are but a single thread. And I love that thought. And you know, what's so fascinating to me about the timing of Zechariah and Elizabeth's miracle is that it actually intersected with another miraculous conception, um, Mary and Joseph and the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And I love the thought that, you know, they didn't know. They didn't know God's plan, but they remained faithful to God. You know, these miraculous conceptions happened within months of each other. And actually further on in Luke 1, it talks about for nothing is impossible for God both of those miracles. And God used Zechariah and Elizabeth in his perfect timing to deposit a dynamic deposit into the next generation. You know, he was to prepare the way. That was John's role. And I love that God sometimes uses the burden of our hearts to birth a larger solution to the burden of his heart. In this case, the saving of all humanity. You might, you might have heard us say before, you know, a delay does not necessarily mean a denial. A delay does not necessarily mean a denial. Maybe God is saying not now. Maybe God is saying not this way. Will we trust, will we trust God when we find ourselves in God's waiting room that his timing is perfect? You know, have you ever found God to appear overdue in your life? you know, appear to be late. I wanna say to you this morning that God is never late. God is never late. He will come at just the right time. You can trust him on that. Luke 1.20 in the message says, every word the angel said of God, I will speak to you, will come true on God's time and it will be God's time. I love that thought. You know, many of you may know our story, uh, but if you don't, if you're new to church, just to share very quickly that Mike and I found ourselves in the waiting room uh, to have children, we spent five years in that place. And it wasn't, by all means, an easy time. But one of the things I learnt, one of the things that God had to teach me is to trust his timing. I remember thinking, Lord, why haven't you answered our prayer? You know, when we thought it was best to start a family, but he gave me a promise, Psalm 113 verse nine, and a prophetic word that God was gonna give us children, but it wasn't gonna be the natural way, the normal way but God was gonna use our story to bring life and hope and healing to others. I held on to the promise of God. And I realized that God's timetable for doing things was just different to mine. 
and I had to yield and trust to his perfect timing. You know, our journey has been everything but normal. (laughs) But I tell you, it has become an occasion for God to display his goodness and his grace and his mercy in our lives. You know, we have three miracle children to show for our time in the waiting room. But God is the God of more. In fact, I read this week that if God is making you wait, be prepared to receive more than what you asked for. That's how good God is. More than you could expect, more than you could dream of. And we haven't just been blessed with three children of our own, but we have been able to help another couple who couldn't biologically have their own children. And they have been blessed with two miracle daughters of their own. They're sister cousins to our children. It's a complicated story. If you'd like to listen to the entire story, it's online under uh, Legacy of Grace. So check it out on the website. But I wanna say this morning that that you know our delay actually intersected the cry of another couple's heart to have children. In fact, this couple that we've been able to help weren't even married when we started having children. I wanna encourage you to lift your eyes this morning and to trust that God's timing is perfect. A.W. Tozer said God never hurries. There are no deadlines to which he must work. Only to know this quietens our hearts, spirits and relaxes our nerves. So I wanna ask you, in your notes this morning, a couple of questions. Will you trust God's timing to fulfill his promise? And how can you worship God while you wait this year? The second thing I think we need to remember if we find ourselves in the waiting room is that God is faithful even when we are not. God is faithful even when we are not. Here we see Zechariah, and you know what? He had a moment of unbelief and doubt and fear And you know what? I'm so grateful that's recorded in scripture because I have had doubts and unbelief and fear. Have you ever felt like that? God, really? Are you gonna fulfill this? Like how? How, God, is that gonna be possible? You know, Zechariah was looking at a natural solution to a miraculous solution that God wanted to give. But I'm glad that that's recorded. I'm not sure how I would go if God sealed my mouth shut and caused me to be silent. You know, sometimes there are some consequences, some learning things in our situations. He's like, I'm an old man. You know, my wife is is an old woman. But you know what? God was faithful. And I just love, and I wanna encourage you that you can keep it real with God. He can handle your questions. He can handle your doubts. He can handle your fears because he is faithful even when we are not. I love that, that you know the angel of the Lord said that this promise will be fulfilled at the right time. You are going to have a son. And you know, the, um, yeah, I just, I'm just like, I'm so thankful for that. And maybe this could serve as a lesson that God doesn't always need our opinions or our suggestions, that maybe we need to learn to quietly trust and obey. Trust and obey, even when we don't understand, because God is faithful even when we are not. I love 2 Timothy 2.13 that says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. So will you be obedient? This is my question to you this year and trust God to fulfill his promise. And maybe take a moment to remember how has God shown his faithfulness to me in the past? You know, that's why the power of a testimony is so important. And you know what? You, if you don't have your own testimony, borrow someone else's. 
And that's what I love about, about the church, about the company of believers. You know, we overcome the enemy by the blood of Jesus that was shed for us and the power of our testimony. You have a story that, that maybe not only do you need to tell yourself again, but someone else needs to hear. God is faithful even when we are not. And finally, my last thought this morning, um, as the team would like to come, is that God will grow you in the waiting room. Let's not forget the in brackets part, if we let him. If we let him. God will grow you. God will grow you. And you know, I don't wish on anybody some of the things that I've had to be in God's waiting room for. But I can tell you that looking back now in reflection, I am so thankful for the growth, for the character development, because I actually think it has become, for me, not just as important, but even more important than what it was I was even waiting for. God will grow you in the waiting room if you let him, if you let him. You know, I can remember wrestling, having those wrestling moments with God, but it was when I chose chose to fully surrender to God's timing and just what, and just said to God, you know what, if I'm gonna be here, if I'm gonna be have to wait, then Lord, make that wait work for me and for others. Like, let there be a purpose greater than myself. Let there be a greater hope for more than just me while I was waiting. And so instead of just waiting and reading the things on the wall in the waiting rooms and the fertility clinics and with the nurses, you know what? I did start to make new friends. I started to put myself out there and God had people in the waiting rooms waiting for me to share my story, to share the hope that I had in Jesus. And so I wanna encourage you that God will grow you, but it's about surrendering. It's about surrendering to, to Him and, and trusting that He knows best. I love um, 2 Peter 1, 4 to 9. It's, it's in your notes. But I love that He encourages us to supplement our faith with a generous portion of moral excellence and, and knowledge and self-control and patient endurance and godliness and brotherly affection and love for everyone. And then he goes on in verse eight to say, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. I wanna encourage you this morning to surrender to God in the waiting room and trust that you will grow. You will grow. God will have his work in your life. You know, I look back at the things that I have waited for and I'm so grateful for them because it has made me a better Amy. It has made me more compassionate, more empathetic to people. It has taught me so much and I'm grateful. And you know what? I still find myself in the waiting room in 2021 for something in my life and I'm like, Lord, I just wanna grow. Would you grow me in the waiting room? Would I learn the lessons that I need to learn while I'm waiting? And trust that while I'm waiting, God is still working. He is still working. And I think I've said this before, but I think one of the things I've learnt in the waiting room is to learn to ask better questions. Learn to ask better questions. I have gone from asking why to what. What God do you want me to learn? What God do you want me to grow in this year? How do you want me to grow? Who do you want me to look out for and share with? And so I encourage you with these questions. God, what are you wanting me to learn? 
They're in your notes. Where are you wanting me to grow as I'm waiting for this promise? And who are you wanting me to reach out to? The character growth. You know, um, I think it's in James in one of the translations that says, don't try to squirm out of your problems. I know we can wanna do that. It's a natural response, but embrace the challenges, embrace the wait, because while you're waiting, God is working and he is working for your good and he is working in his perfect timing and he is faithful even when you are not. And so just in closing this morning, you know, as I said, Elizabeth and Zechariah and Mary and Joseph's miracle were divinely connected I love that John's name means the Lord is gracious. And Jesus' name means Savior, the one who saves. Both names prescribed by God, not by humans, not by their parents. And they speak of how God graciously wants to come, came to this earth to save us. You know what? God loves us so much. And there's this place for you in his family. And I want to end this morning as we always do by giving an opportunity to come to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. You know, God loves you and and He had a plan. He had a plan to rescue us and to save us from our sins and we're all in that boat just as John prepared the way for people to repent and to turn from their sin, to turn to God. You know, that call goes out to you today because we're all in that place. We've all sinned and fallen short of God's perfect standard. And it's our sin that separates us from God. And the punishment is death. But that's why Jesus came. Jesus was God's rescue plan to graciously save us from our sins and to give us eternal life. That when we die, we will live forever with Him. It is the most amazing promise. And it is the hope that will steady you and keep you anchored no matter what life brings us. No matter how long you've been waiting, I wanna say today that God can be your anchor. He is your hope here on this earth, but eternally in heaven. And so I wanna encourage you today to surrender your life if you haven't to Jesus, maybe for the first time. Maybe you've once walked with God. And as I've been praying this week, I just felt like there were people weary. There were people disappointed, maybe. But I wanna tell you that God is faithful to you even when you haven't been. And you are but one prayer away from getting your life back right with God. And so here at Elam, we just love to pray a prayer together. Acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died on the cross to take the punishment we deserved for our sin. And three days later, He rose from the dead to give us life and freedom and forgiveness and hope and healing. And so with every eye closed and head bowed, if you're ready to pray this morning, You can just repeat after me out loud or you can pray this prayer in your heart and God will hear you and He will save you from your sins. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Saviour of the world. Today I make you, Jesus, the Lord of my life. I believe you died for me to forgive my sin. I believe you rose again to give me life. I receive this new life. Please forgive me. Be my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. In Jesus' name. And with every head bowed and eye closed, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that, I wanna ask you to do a brave thing. I'm gonna count to three. 
And all I want you to do, if you said yes to Jesus, you prayed that prayer, is to lift your hand. Is to lift your hand and say yes. And I'll acknowledge your hand and you can put it back down. Because we would love to get alongside you and help you in your journey of following Jesus. So number one, God loves you. Number two, he's got a great plan for your life. And three, you can put your hand up if you said yes to Jesus this morning. Well, Father God, I just want to thank you that you are a faithful God. Father, I want to thank you for my Elam Fano this morning. And Lord, you know them personally. You know them by name. You know what they're facing. Lord, you know what they are waiting for. Lord, and for those that find themselves in your waiting room, Lord, crying out, Lord, for an answer to prayer. Lord, a promise to be fulfilled. Father God, I just pray for them. Lord, I pray that they would lift their eyes to heaven to where their hope comes from, to where their help comes from. Jesus, I pray that you would restore hope where it has been lost in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray that that courage would come into hearts. Father, that there would be a deep trust, Lord, in your perfect timing. And Father God, I pray that we would be a people who surrender our lives to you, knowing that you will grow us, you will mature us in our faith, in Christ, to be all that you've created us to be. Father, I thank you that we don't do life alone, that we have your Holy Spirit and we have each other to do life with. And so, Father God, I pray for your blessing. Father, I pray for breakthroughs to come in Jesus' name this year. Lord, we lift our faith together to believe for that, Lord Jesus, for you to have your way this year. And Lord, I thank you. And I just declare for those that are waiting, Lord Jesus, that they would In Jesus' name, receive even more than what they've asked for, Lord Jesus. In your precious name, amen, amen. Thank you so much.